Hello, and welcome to my So, where are we? Where are we as a world? Where are we as a society? It's just becoming uh, quite, um, quite haunting as to where we are and how we are. I was just saying to a friend that... Um, it's quite mind-boggling and mind-warping. For those of us that understand what's going on, those of us that are even even on surface level students of history but, but understand the basics enough, and then those of us that understand it more in depth, um, people like myself that have taught it, people like myself that understand in, in uh, explicit detail... Um, the Khurban, the Shoah, the, the Holocaust of Europe, uh, and as in as much detail as we can about Mao and the Cultural Revolution, or uh, or um, in Cuba, the um, the horrific dictatorship that existed there and to a certain extent still does, or completely still does, with Castro. Um, and Stalin, you know, obviously we don't have the records released uh, from Russia the same way we do from the Nazis. Um, that's what happens after conquest. But I was even saying how just, uh, you know, I think it was only in 2008 or 2009, there's a Red Cross building. I want to say it's in Germany, but maybe it's in Poland. It's somewhere in Europe. They have a building that's, that literally has miles of records, miles that's how they count it. They they don't know how many documents there are. They can't say how many bits of data it is because it hasn't been scanned and uploaded to the internet, you know, to to digital record or to the internet. But they have miles of records that were just released to the to let's say the public or to researchers and scientists in 2009. This is Red Cross. How is that possible? How is that that for 50 years this has been closed and no one's demanded or asked questions? How is it that the claims conference hasn't said, released that information or even bought the information? Not that it could be bought, not that it should be, money should be spent on that. But like, you know, so when, you, when you're talking about, you know, as an analogy, Pfizer wanting to take 75 years to release data of its uh, mRNA, this is not unprecedented when you're talking about the fact that we still don't have the Warren Commission data released, you know, how many years, 70, almost 70 years after JFK, um, you know, or 60 years after JFK. Um, this is not unprecedented. The, 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 the evil in the world still wants to hide the reality from us. And I was even making the, the comparison that like, you know, the people that just refuse to see it, that only, you know, uh, can see trusting the state have not learned from history. The state does not want the best for us. Whether you're talking about kings and monarchs and tyrants, whether you're talking about uh, uh, even the Jewish state, right? Like how, how, how many years or how many eras throughout history has the Jewish state actually been at peace with a legitimate crowned king uh, or even, let's just say, Jewish or not, right? We had kings that ruled over us that were very favorable and honorable to the Jewish people. We had kings that helped build that helped build some of the structures that are in the old city today. We had kings that let us build our temple, helped build our temple. 
But whether we want to say a non-Jewish king or a Jewish king, either way, I mean, how many years was the was the Jewish kingdom, the Jewish nation, actually at peace? Not in civil war, not fighting, not right. We had Hellenists, we had uh, infighting, we had civil war, we had uh, horrible kings that were that were cruel and uh, and um, not not uh, good to the Jewish people. So. Um, so even even as Jews, if we're abiding and listening to and learning Torah, um, we should understand from that that the state is not always our benefactor and not always our best, uh, let's say, ally and not always concerned about the people. And um, we see that today and we see that in medicine and we see that in taxes and we see that in... Uh, uh, um, the crumbling infrastructure and we see that in our money constantly getting pulled from like we should be living the lives of kings and queens if if society had advanced we've we we thought we were done world war one was the war to end all wars then world war two was a necessity for global freedom then we were in uh, uh, Panama, Korea, uh, um, um, Vietnam, right? Uh, Iraq. Ever since you know, basically, uh, um, uh, what you would call it, uh, 1991, where Iraq invaded Kuwait. Do we really know that Iraq even invaded Kuwait? I mean, I know we have satellite imagery and pictures and such, but who the heck knows? Was that Wag the dog? Were we shown fake pictures like we're being f- shown? Uh, today uh, about Ukraine and I don't mean that the actual maybe the pictures are fabricated maybe we're just being shown pictures and then being given a narrative I could show someone pictures of a blue jay and say this is a killer you know a killer um, uh, massive bird from the era of the uh, dinosaurs right if I want to take that picture of a blue jay and somehow create a narrative I can again I think the same thing about 9-11 that 9-11 is not the narrative they told us 9-11 set the precedent and the parameters for what's happening today Um, I just read an article I have it saved somewhere uh, although I don't know where I don't know if I can go away from this uh, recording page on here to go look at something but um, Maybe I'll try and post it. For I, n- I never usually do in the in the notes to this session if I can find it. It was a brilliant breakdown from someone. I don't even remember the publication about how we are living uh, through um, a time where basically in the United States anyway we have a fourth branch of government, which is the intelligence services. They've manipulated it so they have no oversight. And that is the issue because the executive, judicial, and legislative branch, even though they're flawed and there's an ebb and a flow and it's not always a perfect balance, they basically were designed to balance each other and the intelligence services work it and manipulate all those branches to, number one, not have any oversight over intelligence and two, um, to alter the balance. Right? If you have a fourth branch of government, now you don't have that trifecta, that tripod to balance each other. And if one of those um, four has an ultimate um, uh, immunity, an ultimate uh, greater uh, independent power than the others, now the entire, the entire balance is skewed. You basically have a chair with one leg stronger or bigger than the others. I'm giving, I'm giving my, my take on it. This is, some of this is not what uh, the author says, my analogy anyway. 
Um, but it's a it, it's an it's an article that like I I, I knew this. And I knew it both uh, subconsciously and consciously, especially with what we're seeing of late, you know, certainly the past, you know, five years. But I've always basically felt this, and especially since 2001, once they passed the Patriot Act, TSA. When I saw the TSA operating, when I used to occasionally take a flight more often or a flight to Israel, um, I mean, Israel has their own, you know, security, but still, uh, uh, it's just so, you know, it's, it was so obvious to me something is amiss here. Um, you know, and again, I go back to, you know, uh, the shoe bomber, which I think was nowadays, I think was false flag completely. Uh, again, one shoe bomber, and for the next 25 years, everyone's lining up and taking off their shoes and belts. And then going through scanners where we're now putting up our arms, who knows what it's scanning us with. The whole thing is just very odd, uh, very diabolical. Um, but that said, um, that intelligence state uh, is here. And it's been here for way longer than just since 9-11. It's just that 9-11, they had to be a certain strength to plan 9-11. So, um, again, you know, someone uh, jokingly mocked me and asked me if I thought 9-11 was an inside job. Just the other day, and I said, yeah, and, you know, I can take one morsel of information and ask people, and they never have an answer. So I simply said, how is it that the Pentagon, one of the most guarded buildings in the world, one of the most important, let's say important as far as, like, its power, one of the most powerful buildings in the world, meaning it takes the, the people inside the building are amongst the most powerful, and the building itself is built to be one of the most powerful, to be able to repel invading armies just by its shape. Um, how is it that that building, probably one of the most photographed videoed buildings, even back in 2001, right, where we didn't have the kind of surveillance that we have today, but even back then, they had the technology that we have today. We simply have two grainy, uh, not very fast videos of the supposed commercial airliner hitting the Pentagon. How is that? Again, grainy meaning the, the rates uh, per frame, the rates per second of the frame are not very good. Those two videos that we have from that Pentagon uh, fakery are from the cameras that are in the, let's say, box, for lack of a better term, when you drive up to be checked, to be let into the Pentagon parking lot. It's a parking lot camera, right? And that parking lot camera is not a parking lot camera like an eye in the sky or surveillance 50 feet above the, the, the sky on some kind of light pole that's like, you know just making sure there's no theft or rape in a dark parking lot at night. It's like, you know, it's not even like a like a camera that you would have in a mall parking lot. It's not even that good. It is a camera that's designed to basically record someone's face four feet away, three feet away, sitting in their car, 
and then the and then the bar goes up once they verify it's you and you present your ID to maybe a, 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 a Pentagon personnel or an Army personnel or some kind of security clearance personnel that's that's a you know a, a, a security guard or other sitting in that booth. Maybe at times there wasn't anyone in that booth. I really don't know the protocol. But whatever the case may be, that camera is not designed to film an airplane going 400 miles an hour that is hundreds of feet away. And the video, all it shows is a white streak and an explosion. And no one can answer me that. And we know very well that a plane didn't, like, the, 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 the impact doesn't even look like a plane doesn't look like destruction. There's no seats. There's no bodies. There's no ash. There's no people burned and charred. There's no one crawling on the ground with missing legs. There's no pieces of plane that hit a, a, a concrete building. People want to say like, oh, well, the plane's hitting the towers. They disintegrated because they hit a steel frame building and the plane, okay, all these other, you know, scientific things, whatever. This plane hit a concrete a poured concrete, reinforced concrete building. And there's nothing there. It's just like it never, it's like, it's just, there's not even, there's not even this, the, the ash remnants. If you want to say it completely disintegrated, there's nothing there. There's literally nothing there. And there's no video. There's no other video. And then someone says, well, they have it. They have it. So we're back to the JFK thing. They have it, but they won't release it to us. Doesn't make any sense. And so now we see this diabolical evil, and I was saying to this person, they're going to come for me. And I don't mean they're going to come to my door. They're, they're going to eventually say that I can't receive medication that I certainly cannot afford, and it wouldn't matter. Even if I had millions of dollars to afford it, it wouldn't matter. Because the medication is about, you know, three quarters to a million dollars a year uh, that I receive. And maybe, just maybe there's a way to, for me to live without it, but it doesn't seem that that's the case. Um, and eventually they're going to say, you can't, we're not going to give you this medication anymore um, unless you take the stabby stab, the Fauci ouchie, the toxic mRNA, the sign of the beast, whatever it is. They're just going to say, you're not getting it anymore. And I'm not alone. There's millions and millions of people like me. There's people that are like set up in a situation like uh, like a, you know, um, what do you call it? Like a Christopher Reeves. You know, they have a paralysis. They're in like a wheelchair. They have a stoma. They need pressurized oxygen. They Whatever. There's millions of different types of people with different types of uh, conditions, diseases, you know, um, physical conditions, challenges, um, paralysis. Uh, people that have been injured, people that were born with things, people that develop things, maybe people that were even vaccine injured, right, that has have gone unnoticed. I always wonder, is my condition from, from being vaccine injured? There's no way to trace it. But anyway, regardless. And so my friend said they're going to go door to door. I said, no, they don't have to go door to door to find me. They just let me expire. They won't let me into a hospital. They'll say you can't come in. You don't have the stabby stab. And we're not going to treat you. And also, we're going to um, not give you the medication. So you're going to die in a few weeks by choking or, or asphyxiating. And, uh, you know, I, I wake up in this, uh, people call it a dystopian nightmare. But it's like, 
you know, the people whose brains have fallen out of their heads with the whole masking and the jabbing and the jabbing their kids and like, you know, you see these videos online, even though it's like only, you know, okay, there's a few dozen videos of people, you know, masking their kids and the kids crying and giving kids their, their, uh, their jab and claiming that they're so righteous for doing so. Okay, obviously those people exist in the, in the tens of millions, hundreds of millions maybe. Um, but obviously we only see a little, a little, a little window into that world. But, um, but these people, you know, their brains have fallen out of their heads. And I said, um, you know, I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm aware. I've had the lobotomy from my entire life being my brain being filled with enough information and discernment and analysis and, and, and wisdom. It's not an IQ quotient. It's a willingness to be open to seeing our past history as a human uh, uh, existence on this earth, a human race of people and understanding that there has been conspiracy and there has been massacre and there has been war and there has been uh, the, the, um, the want and the wish to control people Right, whether it's a king in a nation, or a governor, or a, or a, or a you know magistrate, or judges, or whoever, and now it's just so concentrated, and all the wealth of the world is being funneled into just a few different sources. Mostly, it's these agencies: the WHO, the WEF, the CDC, the FDA. Right, like all over the world, it's like a few agencies and a few you know hundred you know maybe people who are these ultra uber billionaires. Um, even Elon Musk, who I once thought was so righteous, I'm thinking I'm having second thoughts of now. Like, what is this guy doing? He's spending billions and billions of dollars to launch rockets into space to go to Mars. And yet, like, dude, 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 you got people starving in the streets in America, in Europe, in Asia, in Latin America. You got people that are can barely get by. You got sex trafficking and child trafficking. And you say to me, what do you want them to do? What do you want them to do? I want them to form a freaking army. I want them to form an army of vigilantes and secretly go and find and find these people. I want them to form convoys of trucks with food and grains and yeah, okay. We say that the UN does this and they drop food into 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 places and then and then governments steal it. Yeah, all this shit happens. But I mean, you're talking about a guy that ha- that is the most basically the most wealthiest man on earth. He could be he could be um acting against people like Bill Gates. And yeah, he'd put himself at risk, at risk for assassination, at risk for, um, um, you know, uh, at risk for death, at risk to be targeted, of course. You know, but what am I, what, I mean, okay. I mean, I'm sorry. Like, I mean, he, I'm sure he's targeted anyway. I mean, the guy could be building amazing networks of good people around the world to be solving and again I don't know maybe he's been doing that maybe he's given billions and billions and billions and billions and billions and billions of dollars to these things but I mean come on dude like you're launching freaking penis rockets into space or supposedly it's like I mean it's just like I mean you could be helping to fix life on earth rather than worried about running away. It's like he's running away from the challenge right before him. You've been blessed, dude. You've been blessed, you know. You formed PayPal, you hit it big, you made some good investments, you made some good decisions. Well, be thankful. Be thankful for the life that you that you have. You never have to worry about a thing. You can eat, you know, three steaks a day. You can you know, you can go on Joe Rogan and smoke blunts, smoke joints and laugh. That's great. But like at the same time, 
you know, help the rest of humanity. Launching rockets isn't doing anything for anyone. Yeah, okay, maybe you have an eye towards the future and to running off this planet when the shit implodes. But come on, man. For the rest of us, we're not getting on that rocket. Like, we're not. We're not going to be there. So, you know, help the rest of us. You know, like, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I, it's just one example. But... um yeah, you know, we're seeing, we're seeing, we're living, it's, it's hard not to, it's hard to function, it's hard to deal with the information overload for those of us that are deep diving and reading the, the literature and the research and the clinical trials and, the, and then some of the alternative news and you know, not depending upon, a, you know, short, you know, few minute clips every night of, uh, of uh, the MSN telling us what to think. You know, again, like I have friends, you know, and people and uh, people that are in the medical establishment that, that, that mock me and say like, oh, yeah, sure, you know, 9-11 or like, oh, yeah, you know so much about medicine. It's like, look, I've deep dived for thousands of hours on these things. You know, if I send you one source of one thing that I've read, are you even going to look at it? Because it's there. It's clearly there. I mean, like you don't have to. You don't have to even look very far. You only have to look like veneer deep, and and it's obvious. You know some of what's going on. But then when you take someone like me who spent thousands of hours looking at this stuff, um, you know you got to realize that like there really is something diabolical going on here, and I want to eat it all up. I want to read all the information so I'm aware of what's going on because I feel like I'm living through. You know, one of the most uh, evil periods of time in, in the world ever in existence, and and it's 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 not a, it's not a, um, it's not separate from those other times. In other words, it's all been a thread going through history, and here we are now. We're, we're talking about you know Amalek, which is the ultimate evil nation in the Torah. We're talking about other different nations that have existed throughout time. We're talking about Egypt and Paro. We're talking about Persia and Haman. We're talking about Rome and uh, its perfidy. I mean, like Rome, which is, you know, wanted the Jews dead and treated us, fed us to lions. And, we, you know, we thought that they'd come through this, but now we see the Pope as part of this and the Vatican and how, like, look at that wackadoo place and who knows what they've been doing to children all this, all these years. But it's like a city and a nation unto itself and they have their own special military and police force and it's just wackadoo it's just so warped and wackadoo it's like how did they even get to be to be that to be like that their you know their own army for the pope the whole thing is just so warped it's like the history there is so secretive and they were you know in cahoots with the nazis and in cahoots with the communists and still are and when we look at it we see that like you know, we see the thread of the wars and the money and the children and the abuse and the thalidomide and the and the Agent Orange and the bio warfare and we see it on the JFK and the hiding of it and the Lusitania and the Titanic and like you know when and, and I'm just saying like a few things here they all tie together into this evil demonic elitist few people that like. It's worse than any king or queen we ever could have imagined from 150 years ago, going back a thousand years. As bad as those as those entities were, as cruel as they were, as good as they were, we could never imagine a reality today that several entities coming together, or really we're talking about several people, 
okay, more, maybe more than a handful, coming together to poison the entire globe to eliminate billions of people in agonizing death to take out the elderly population, to take out the child population, or to inoculate them to the point where that they are mental and physical slaves to the, this reality, um, and, and taking away any kind of liberty. Kings and queens back in the day didn't even have that ability. They had to send men on horses to your, to your, to your um, farm, to the feudal system, to actually take out, you know, hewn swords to threaten or lop off your head. I mean, we're talking about just such a different reality. You know, what if the what if the what if a few families decided to fight back? And, and, and take those men off those horses and they disappear, they never come back. Their bodies are never found. The horses are chopped up, right? Okay, we're talking a little mafioso here, but like, how do you think the mafioso began? You know, like they, they, they said, you know, we're, gonna, we're not gonna abide by this leader or that governor or that leader. We're gonna fight back. And if you have 50 villagers that surround 17 men on horses, and the villagers have pitchforks and a sword or two or a knife or two or, or they go and they're assassins like the Sikari, right? Like, I mean, we're talking about a much different world that was not built like this. Like, we can be shut down. We can have our money stolen like Trudeau's going to do now in Canada. In Canada, enacting these emergency authorization powers. I mean, we're just talking about like a world gone absolutely topsy-turvy, perm, everyday insane. And then, even with all this craziness, I hold out the hope that, like Purim, those gallows that were built for the Jewish people, or insert any people here, those gallows that were built for the entire world, those gallows that were built for the elderly, those gallows that were built for the children, can be turned at the very, very last second onto the perpetrators themselves. The gallows that they built for us can be turned onto Haman. Those gallows can be turned on Hillary and her lawyers. Soros and his evil henchmen. Uh, Klaus, what's his name? Klaus Schwab. Can you get even more? Can I mean, Adolf Hitler is pretty German, but it's more Austrian even. I mean, Klaus Schwab, Klaus Schwab. Can you get any more like German Hitler, you know, I mean, German Nazi like uh, than that name? Schwab. I wonder what Schwab Investments was all this time. Probably related to him. That's probably how he has so much power. Where the hell did he come from? Look at Borla from Pfizer. The guy was a veterinarian. You think he hasn't done experiments like Fauci has? You don't think that they've talked about, Hey, yo, I got a good experiment for you. Hey, wrap puppies in a jacket that injects them with cocaine and tortures them. Or, you know, put these puppies half to sleep in a coma and then have them being bit by, uh, you know, big nasty flies that basically will kill them alive. But, like, we'll study it and we'll see how that works. Maybe we'll do it to humans next. I mean, the guy was, a vet- was veterinarian trained. He's not a doctor. He was, he, was, he was trained on animals. And I'm sure he's done some crazy nasty experiments, more than any, any that Estee Lauder has done on animals. Now it's coming out that they were experimenting on, uh, I don't remember if it's chimpanzees or monkeys. I'm not so familiar with the uh, genetic, you know, 
differences necessarily um, um, or intelligence quotient differences or whatever you want to talk about, but they were infecting monkeys with different diseases where they would, um, they would break out these bloody rashes and they would then self-emolliate themselves. I think that's the word. They would uh, self-harm themselves. Monkey, that's not natural for a monkey. Humans sometimes do that because we have a little screw loose. You know, uh, people do um, uh, cutting and people hurt themselves. People also commit suicide. But that's usually reserved for the human uh, the human population because with, with advanced intelligence and <clears throat> advanced emotion sometimes comes, uh, you know... Um, uh, you know, glitches, let's say, in the matrix, right? We've all, we've all sometimes had issues where we were, you know, it's, it's, it's um, the same thing as thinking about spirituality and religion. Like, where did I come from? What is my soul? Would, would the world be better off without me? How would the world exist without me? How would, like, what would it be like? What would it, what's the next world like? Is there a next world? Like, all those types of thoughts and things. You generally don't see, you might see an animal sacrifice itself for its child, go to fight off a predator, but you generally don't see a animal self-harm itself. Um, it's just not, you know, it's not the norm. Um, but, you know, all these, the, the, I think I mentioned in the last uh, session, I did mention I don't understand the protesters trying to negotiate with evil. That's the truck convoy, the freedom convoy, trying to negotiate with, um, with uh, Trudeau. I mean, he's the ultimate evil, and you can't negotiate with that. Um, so I don't understand. I don't. I, I don't even fully understand the uh, the convoy headed to Washington. I wonder what's going to happen with that. I wonder how many police forces or feds along the way, because it's also a very long route. And now, you know, the government knows what to expect, and I expect that Biden or Pelosi or whoever's controlling the American government is going to come out and say that they're going to enact emergency authorization of some kind maybe it'll be uh what's it called um tim pool has talked about this uh edict 51 it's not called edict it's called um it's called i think hr 51 where the executive branch can assume basically ultimate control and sideline the legislature sideline congress as it is trudeau is supposed to have a debate and I think take a, I don't know if it's a vote, but there's supposed to be a, a rigorous debate about what he's done in the, in the um, parliament. And he's avoided that. And I think he's, not gonna, he's just not going to do it, which is, means that everything that he's doing and all the orders he's giving are illegal, treasonous. No one should follow them, but that his federal forces are. I mean, the military may not be following them, but... It's hard to know. You know, you have some police forces that will, some that won't, some that are that will show their allegiance, some that are being promised probably lots of power and money. And then the same thing's going to happen here. The domino is going to fall. Uh, not that the United States is going to fall, which it might, but that the powers that be are going to claim that they have the right to. And we have to, you know, push back and fight back against that to say no. I mean, here you have the Department of Homeland Security, which is which was always a ruse and part of the Patriot Act and part of that TSA and part of that ultimate cinch on control that they've been building. They were building it, you know, decades before 9-11. Then they perpetrated 9-11 and now they've been building it since with agency, with an agency, with an agency. It's like those Russian dolls. Right? You open one up, there's another one in, another one in, another one in. Those wooden Russian dolls. 
Um, that's what they've been doing. They've been ag- agency agency-fying America. And we don't know who these people are. We don't know what budgets they get. We don't know what power they have. We don't know which men and women with guns they are. We don't know where they exist. They're within police forces. They're within military. They're within agencies we've just never heard of. We don't even know about. They're 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 blacked out. We they're any information about these people is redacted. They have fake social security numbers. They have fake identities. They, they they're just they're they're literally no names. We don't know we know who they are to. To, to uh, hold them accountable, and um, and those people are going to be uh, you know called to action or you know um, to, to do to do horrible things, um, and uh, I think that um, I wonder I just wonder if there's going to be you know blockages uh, with some of these militarized police forces. It could be a random little police force in. Hobunk, you know, uh, Kansas, you know, uh, it could be, and they stop the convoy. They just come across the road, they put their vehicles there, and they say you're not going any further, and they block it off, right? It could, and it could be several of those along the way. I just don't know. It could be that there's an ambush come at Washington D.C. It's just hard to know. I don't think that the 92nd Airborne is gonna is gonna parachute in or or take control and then start uh, start like a little war with the truckers. But it remains to be seen. I, I, I personally believe that the governments of the world today uh, would 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 napalm crowds of people if it meant that they needed to. Um, we saw things like this with, uh, I think it was Nicholas II. I, I hope I'm not getting that wrong. But it was, you know, Tsar Nicholas when the people came out and started... Uh, um, protesting, I think they were protesting peacefully, and he had his um, his uh, troops open fire on. Uh, I think there, I don't even think it was that many people. Maybe it was. I know that there was thousands, maybe tens of thousands, maybe it was more, hundred thousand. I think there's a movie or a documentary about this, and he um, he opened fire on the people um, and killed countless countless people. Um, uh, you know, to assert his power and uh, was, you know, cruel and uh, caused people a lot of agony. And there's so many stories throughout history, aside from like the Holocaust, which was like an extermination, you know, Roach Motel kind of deal. Um, there's been so many people throughout history that have been murdered and killed and, you know, taken off this earth. And so many millions and millions and millions and millions of stories that we just never hear. And then we even have, you know, the Ukraine, which which I mentioned just a little bit earlier. Like, what's going on with the Ukraine is insane. Like, wh- like, like it's almost it's like it's if if everything we're being told is true. Like, oh, NATO, Ukraine wants to become part of NATO, and we want to allow it, and this and that. And let's say that's all true, and Putin is now putting his forces and saying, I don't want this to happen. Guess what? Putin's right. Putin is right. Why would he want an infringement of NATO right on the Russian border with missiles all across Europe to defend Europe and now you're going to infringe hundreds or thousands of kilometers into Ukraine which is which is further deep into former USSR territory? Why is the why is the US and the NATO forces of the world, the, let's say the West, uh poking the Russian bear? 
For what? For what reason? Is Putin showing? Okay, yes, he did do the thing in, um, in uh, he did take over kind of Belarus. He is, I'm not saying Putin's a great man, you know, and, and a friend of uh, the West necessarily. I really don't know. I don't know what to believe anymore. But at the same time, if what they're telling us is true, Putin is former KGB. He's held on to power for the past few decades. He hasn't had real elections, okay? Just like any, just like Assad, just like in uh, in uh, in Iran, just like in a lot of the dictatorships of the world. However, it's not a complete dictatorship the way that it used to be. It's not behind the Iron Curtain. It's a it's a nation that has its own problems with a, with one man at the helm in power that, who's not giving it up. He doesn't want to go into retirement and just do and just be a, a you know a judo guy. Um, so you know that obviously you know has issues for the Russian people, but it doesn't mean that World War III needs to be fought over uh, over the Ukraine. And let's just keep in mind, from my perspective, it's like the Ukrainians aren't any friends of the Jews, even though they now have a Jewish president. They were some of the worst people doing the Nazis' bidding only gladly during, uh, during the Korban, during World War II. So it doesn't mean that I don't have empathy, because I have empathy for any, basically any good person in the world. Uh, and people can do truba. People can do a return to their ethics and morals. And I'm not. I'm not so uh, convinced that if I uh, drove through Ukraine with a uh, Magen David, you know, f- um, um, flowing from my car or an Israeli flag, like I'd have too many friends. But regardless, uh, we don't need to fight World War Three or lose, you know, tens of thousands or thousands of American lives over this. It's just absurd. The whole thing is it's so, so absurd that Turkey is even in NATO. Turkey. You have, uh, you know, uh, Hitler wannabe there. He just never been able to fully consolidate his power or fully do what he really wants to do. Turkey, who killed the uh, Armenians, right, massacred them only 100 years ago. And still we can't get confirmation from the world or admittance from the world or admittance from Turkey of the atrocities that they did. So it's like, you know, I mean, some of the countries that are in NATO shouldn't even be in there. NATO just keeps expanding and expanding. It's it's, uh, foreign entanglements like our initial uh, founders warned us against. Don't get into foreign entanglements. That's exactly what will be our demise, and that's exactly what's happening here. There's no re- there's no reason for us to be uh, saber rattling or other or really rattling uh, guns in order to uh, in order to to push back against Putin. It, the whole thing is just ridiculous. Uh, Trump would never be doing that. Maybe he would be sending some strategic people there. Maybe he would be you know doing certain things to sabotage. He, maybe he would be you know showing or speaking to Putin about what he's doing. Maybe he would be using economics and other means, but he wouldn't be building up like a, for a full-fledged conventional or non-conventional confrontation. The whole thing is just totally insane. And I'm totally convinced that uh, the government is going to implode a massive biochemical or, um, or uh, maybe even nuclear uh, fission on a mid to large size American city and then claim it's Russia and then claim that they have to do a draft. And then once the draft happens, then if you're in the military, then you have to be inoculated as they demand of you under threat of corporeal punishment or a firing squad. Millions will go that route, hundreds of thousands will go that route and say no and then face a firing squad. And then the others will be sent to war where they'll face more biochemical weapons. Um, And this is all just part of eliminating the population. It's hard to eliminate billions of people from the face of the earth. It would be hard to eliminate billions of ants or roaches. Right? I mean, I'm just making the analogy, like a small little thing. 
to find billions and then actually exterminate billions would be would be difficult of just little animals or little creatures or little lizards. Um, so uh, to do that with, with humans, like even what they've done with this whole corona thing across the globe since two years ago. So what? They've eliminated a few million people, maybe five million people who have passed away. Five, six, seven, ten. I, I don't even think it's ten million people. I mean, there have been a billion people maybe inoculated. We don't even know. I don't even think they have the numbers on those. Or, or let's say vaxxed, and, and those people may drop dead like flies. We don't know yet, but we don't know what's going to happen just yet. But I'm saying, like, even thus far, people that are like six feet under, it's only been a few million people. Their goal is exponentially more than that. Their goal is a million times the million. So any way they can do it, and if that's global war, that's global war. They don't realize that they're going to eventually destroy themselves, especially the people that are not the... Uh, Upper, 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 crusty echelon. You know, the people that are just uh, useful idiots. Um, SARS is still being developed in U.S. labs. It's still being funded. COVID's still being funded. Worse things are still being funded. Things such as anthrax and Ebola and Black Plague. I mean, what are they going to release next? Are they going to release Black Plague on the world? Something that has no antidote? Something that would be far, far worse than Corona until they get us begging for masks, until they get us begging for isolation, until they get us begging for inoculation, until they get us begging to die. Please shoot me, right? Like they want people to beg to be shot. They want people to beg. I'm suffering. Please take me out of this world. They're saying now that the incidences of myocarditis, heart problems, thrombosis, whatever, all these different health problems that even are happening to the kids, um, I believe is part of the diabolical plan because now kids are not going to be able, not that they are already kids don't enough, right? Like they, they don't get out enough. They don't, they're not out in nature. They're not riding their bikes around neighborhoods. Part of that's because fear, kids can be kidnapped, kids can be hit by cars, everyone's traveling too fast, blowing stop signs, right? You have these massive SUVs, right? Like you can't even see kids. If uh, one of those hits a kid, it's like certain, you know, uh, probably certain death, maybe tons of broken bones or snapped neck. You know, it used to be cars were smaller, you could see the road better, whatever. We could play street hockey in the street, you could go skateboarding. It was just a lot more outdoor activity when we were younger. It was like, get out of the house and don't come back until we call you in, until the until the fireflies come out. Um, so we don't have that. We didn't. We, we don't just get lost in the neighborhood. We don't just go to the playground. Like, there's just, there's pedophiles, there's people that will kidnap you. There's, yeah, and some of that's fear and some of it's real. Some of it's real because of because of the fear. Some of it's fear because it's real. Whatever. Do a twisty turning on that one. But I believe that the, um, that uh, some of this mRNA, again, it's all threaded together. It's the financial, it's the political, it's the uh, draining the entire system, trillions going into all these sources. It's Facebook forming the metaverse. I believe that giving these kids these problems where they can't go out and skateboard, street hockey, wrestle, play a sport, ride a bike, 
uh, go for a run. Uh, next, they'll say sunlight's harmful. Already, we're being told freedom. The word freedom is a far right, uh, far right word and a far right cause. Um, I believe that this is all designed to get kids to be inside and tapped into the metaverse. Oh, no, no, Johnny, you can't go out. Your myocarditis could kill you. So tap into the metaverse, tap into the metaverse. I used to play a fair amount of video games, but I was also super active. I sometimes spent way too long inside on those games on a really nice sunny day. And I was in a, in a, in a relatively dark basement, you know, just trying to beat this game or play this game or roped into it or enjoying it. Okay, you know, sometimes I wanted to be alone. Sometimes I was too alone. But I still spent plenty of time outside and working out and and uh, and riding my bike and doing things. Um, uh, so I wasn't it wasn't at a loss for me. But I definitely nowadays it's like kids are just attached to these screens. Um, and oh, and and I was going to just say before, but I went on a tangent is that the DHS has now come out and changed some of their. Uh, let's or added or changed or manipulated some of their uh, definitions of terrorism mm-hmm. or domestic terrorism to include any kind of doubt or uh, content that you're sharing online or that you share, I guess, anywhere that 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 um, questions the veracity of mRNA, Corona, and gives false uh, miss. What is it? I think it was MDM, uh, misinformation, disinformation. Uh, I thought it was MDM was the acronym. But anyway, misinformation, disinformation, malinformation, whatever, whatever it is. I don't have it in front of me. It doesn't even matter. It's such a lie and such a disgrace of evil. And this is what we have. This is what we have now. How in the hell... Is the Department of Homeland Security going to say such a thing that I can't have my opinion? I can have my opinion on anything in the world. I, like I've said many, many times before, the Nazis want to march down my street. Come and march down my street. You can, you can give your opinion on things, on Jews, on the world, on on your diabolical uh, opinion and how you want to take over and what you think Jews are. You can do all of that. The moment that you incite people to terror or to try and do bodily harm to me is where you cross the line. The moment you step over the threshold of my of my porch or my property is the moment where I have the right to uh, to fight to fight you or to um, to maim you from from because you're advancing on me. But you want to march down with a swastika flag? I believe you have the right to, and I would not stop your right to. I will debate you if you want to have a debate in the middle of the street. I will have my ideas are better than yours, um, but I don't. Uh, I don't. It's just so crazy how the government is changing the definitions of what a pandemic is, changing the definitions of what uh, what uh, changing all definitions, changing the definitions of what a man and a woman is, right? Changing the definitions of what racism is. Yeah, Whoopi Goldberg. I mean, changing the definitions of of of, of everything. And it's like a mind warp for those of us that are still holding on to our basic sanity and our basic uh, ability to uh, process information. We're, we're dealing with a tidal wave, a, a tsunami of, of information and of people that are maladjusted to this world and, and not adjusted enough to be able to process some kind of funnel of that information 
and come out on the right side of history and the right side of reality in the present. Because it's not just history, it's what's going on this minute. And when you're dealing with a constant stream of water, or a constant stream, let's say, but just like if you were dealing with a constant stream of water against your chest, eventually your skin would... Would, would 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 you know would give way eventually your skin would get chapped and you know and uh, and get like um, you know chapped you know you you would you would feel the result of that that's those of us that are sane and being able to properly process the information are, are, are trying our hardest to hold up against this this dam that's just you know uh, has a hole in it and it has a stream of water coming but we're we're concerned about the dam breaking and washing us away where we have our fingers plugged into the other holes trying to stop you know what's what's uh seems inevitable but again i go back to perm and those gallows so we should always hold out hope we're not supposed to depend um as jews as torah jews on miracles or on mazel we're not supposed to use those as pillars to depend upon but we can still hope that they're um within Within uh, within reach, meaning Hashem can Hashem can help us. We just we have to depend upon ourselves. We're not supposed to, you know, uh, laud those elements of existence, miracles and mazel, which is which is in a certain sense luck. It's the very simple meaning of it. The Gemara kind of defines it a little bit differently, but we're not supposed to depend upon the stars aligning for our for our well-being or our um, salvation, let's say. We're supposed to stand up like we learn at Purim, like we learn in Hanukkah, like we learn countless other times, like Nakshon Aminadav, who, you know, jumped and dove into that water when no one else would, when everyone else was scared. So we, we see some of these people today. Again, Jews, non-Jews, from Dr. Zelenko to Peter McCall to Dr. Malone to... Countless others that are now coming out. Now you have this black rock guy coming out and talking about the investments and the WFO and all the tentacles all around the world. Former black rock guys talking about, you know, what's really going on and revealing some of their secrets and stuff. There was just a um, uh, an FDA guy who's who the FDA claims has nothing to do with the internal processes at the FDA, but he's somehow been there for 20 years and deal and his title, uh, you know, gives it all away that he's someone who deals with all the things that, uh, again, it's a Project Veritas thing. He's recorded. How the hell a guy like this is talking, um, you know, seemingly out at a restaurant with someone. I, it's, it's a woman. I don't know if it's like a, like a call girl or a prostitute or, you know, again, a fake prostitute or something like this. And she's just, you know, asking questions and he's answering. But like, I mean, you got to be you got to be an idiot to like be to not catch on that. Like, maybe I shouldn't be talking about this, even with some hot girl. I don't know. I mean, clearly it's not his daughter. So it's like, well, it's not family. So, or unless it is, maybe family did regard, I don't know, but the whole thing, it's not his family. You can tell from the conversation it's not, but it's like, you know, it seems almost like it's a reporter, like, like she's questioning him and he's answering. I guess he doesn't care. I mean, whatever. The whole thing's crazy. But, um, you know, so we're starting to see some, some exposure, but is it enough? And are the people going to act and, and, and rise up in the way we need to. We keep talking about non-violent, 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 and it's great, and I'm more in line with non-violence and standing up and exerting our, and affirming our rights to speak and to worship and to, you know, uh, to practice as we want to and to choose as we want to. Again, 
going back, I've said in other sessions in the past, uh, in, in around March, April of 2020, when I saw that New York City, two threads, one, people were being prevented from worshiping. Muslim, Buddhist, uh, Sikh, Jew, Catholic, whatever, did not simply stand up and say, I'm going to church, I'm going to synagogue, I'm going to my temple, and you're not going to stop me. You're going to need to bring in corporeal punishment. You're going to need to beat my ass in order to stop me from going to worship. And no one banded together of all those different faiths. And no one came into town armed, ready to uh, um, stop the police from doing so because that's our right. Even if the possession of the firearms was illegal, um, telling the police, go away, or you're not going to go home to Susie tonight, um, or to do so peacefully. Also, the Jews did not come out in numbers. You have... You know, millions of Jews in the tri-state area could have gotten tens of thousands of Jews, if not 100,000 Jews, to simply walk through the streets and, like a convoy, block the roads, have a walk going from Brooklyn across the Brooklyn Bridge to uh, um, to Gracie Mansion or wherever and say to Hillam all day, you're not going to let us worship in our, in our synagogues? We're going to worship on the street. We're going to say to Hillam over and over and over and over again for hours and hours and hours. And there could have been shifts. Some people are going to go for an hour, some a half an hour, some for 10 hours. And then there's going to be constant shifts of people. And they're going to wrap to Hillam and we're going to lane in the streets. No one did that because all the Jews were afraid and saying, now's not the time. And like Jews always do, they act meek in the face of uh, confrontation. Uh, I shouldn't say Jews always do, but most Jews most of the time do. Uh, same thing in Israel. Israel's finally waking up. It's taken long enough. Everyone was abiding, 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 exorating their neighbors, turning their neighbors in, right? Ratting them out. Disgusting, vile, disgusting creatures of uh, habit and, and uh, habit and circumstance and, um, and um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, giving in to authority. Now maybe some people are waking up. But when I saw that, and I also saw the other threat of that, is businesses. Businesses should have banded together and said, on this block or on this square block, we're going to open up. We're going to start a fund. We're going to defend each other. Uh, if anyone gets shut down, if anyone gets arrested, if anyone gets fined, we're going to start, everyone's going to put in whatever, $5,000, $10,000. At that time, that may have seemed like a lot. Now, you've got businesses that are closed, that don't exist anymore. They would have gladly given $10,000 to a fund like that, and it could have been a fund, and they could have said, we're gonna start searching for lawyers now, we're gonna get representation, we're gonna have them on retainer, or we're gonna have money for bail, and we are gonna open at the risk of corporeal punishment, at the risk of being arrested, at the risk of being fined, we're gonna open, and we're all gonna open on this block, and the police don't have enough people to come after us all, and block by block by block by block, New York could have been freed two years ago, but we let it creep. It was like creeping Sharia. Instead, we had creeping diarrhea, you know, the government. And now, you know, everyone thought, oh, Cuomo is out. Yeah, they got Cuomo out because they wanted Hochul in. They got uh, de Blasio out. Well, his term was ending anyway, but they got de Blasio out, and they got Adams in, who's even worse, right? You see what these people are doing. Uh, Adams just fired thousands of city workers, many, most of whom are minorities. Okay, you got Hochul, who is doing uh, mandates and edicts that are worse than anything Cuomo did. There's now rumors of uh, a, a concentration camp being built in New Paltz. Okay, again, only a rumor. I haven't seen any evidence. And they said that people have seen Chinese workers there. I've asked for video of that or any kind of evidence. But New Paltz, 
I mean, New Paltz is like, what, like two hours from New York City, not even? I mean, we're talking about, I mean, things are just getting, and, and Hochul has, you know, has uh, consolidated her power to have even more power than Cuomo was claiming, claiming when he was in. Um, it's, uh, we're just living through a really sick time, and we have to hold out some hope that we can win. We have to hold out, hold out hope that we will see these people hanging from the gallows. That's all they deserve. They don't even deserve to hang quickly. They deserve ultimate agony and pain for what they've inflicted upon the people of the world and all the more so the vulnerable, the infirm, and the children and grandma and grandpa. They deserve ultimate pain and agony. I say just jab them with the mRNA until we, as, as a televised experiment, just keep jabbing them every, whatever it is. Every day, give them another jab. Every day. And we just see them and their entire body break down. Um, or just, you know, put them in a seat and battery acid um, until they um, their body just disintegrates. Um, there should be a harsh and steep penalty. And Trump coming out and saying that they should face the death penalty is too easy. It's way too easy for these people that have done this consciously done this the guillotine of firing squad hanging is way too easy for them um, you know I hate to think like that but in reality you know the peaceful protesting doesn't usually bring down evil evil will not realize its own evil they never almost never do we have maybe single-digit examples in all of history, one of which is a midrash about Paro. But we're talking about the, the ultimate minority ever in existence of evil peoples actually realizing I've been evil and then, and then trying to make amends and trying to make change. So, you know, we're talking probably in the single digits of people that have existed ever in human history. It's unlikely that it's going to be any of the people alive today. And, they're, and they're, they're being given the chance. They're being given the chance right this minute. They're not, they're not availing themselves of that. So I hate to think in those diabolical terms and in those you know, kind of sick, twisted terms, but these people do not deserve to have an easy end whatsoever. On that note, I hope that we have an easy day. And I hope that we have um, an easier uh, time moving forward and that maybe things can switch. I will say closing, you know, the thought came to me um, the other day when uh, a friend was telling me about an exam, a test that they took. And they said that they, oh, it was, I don't know, it was a two-part test and they, they passed part and they failed the other part. And it made me think about what a test is and what an exam is. And, and, and it very much goes speaks to today and what we're going through. But it's interesting because I think that we've been conditioned to think that we're given an exam, right, like in traditional schooling, and if we don't pass it, we failed it, right? Like we were given, uh, you know, a science exam, a history exam, an English, you know, exam, and we take that exam and we have to score a certain number, and if we didn't score past a certain number, we failed the test. But that's not the case. That's not really what a test is. And we could talk about, you know, other kinds of tests, right? Like Avraham was tested. Okay, Yitzhak, Yosef, like, right? Like we're all given different tests, not necessarily a written exam on content. But really it's the test fails us. 
And what do I mean by that? I mean that the test was designed to fail us. Why? Because we didn't, ha- we weren't meant to pass it at that particular time or juncture for whatever reason. Maybe we didn't have the content needed within our minds to do so. We didn't have the um, the macro or the micro vantage on the world. We didn't have the physical ability, right? Like we didn't pass the test to get into the Marines. Whatever the case is, the capacity, the aptitude, the knowledge, the reason, the acuity, the speed, whatever it is, sometimes it's just not the right time or context or space or reason or cause for for us to be able to pass. And the test was designed to fail us and our outcome needs to be committed and steadfast, determined. We have to have the moxie to continue on to do it again, to get better, to succeed, to affirm, to overcome. And that's the test we face right now. Thanks for listening to Mike Fetch. Speak to you again soon.